podcast the fable few show we're the only podcasting network in the world we do not this is not a video game podcast despite alex's please what's poppin gamers it's the gaming <laughs> podcast <laughs> no it isn't <laughs> it is now it is not the gaming podcast this is a ruthless takeover what do you mean what are you gonna do to my podcast he's taking, he's taking i'm, I'm going podcast. i'm gonna hostilely take over your podcast and replace it with video game schlock how do you intend on doing that uh uh the other day i purchased a city builder and i'll tell you about it and oh. now we're stuck here oh really yes okay what did you do in city builder I bought a game that I I bought a game that I once pirated in 2015 and felt bad about and then purchased in the future called Banished. It's an indie city builder where it's like a you're like a group of people that were banished from your civilization and you have to make a a new start. And it's very medieval in its stylings and it's fucking hard. It's one of the hardest city builders I've ever played. It's ruthless. Where like after like 10 minutes of gameplay, you could just completely shatter your colony and you lose. And you have to start from fucking scratch with a new colony. It's <laughs> like only 10 sh- minutes. Yeah, it, or sometimes a decision you make hours ago will come back to bite you in the ass permanently. And everyone will die of, like, like drought. And you're like, oh. Okay. Um, why did you feel bad pirating it? Uh, because it was an indie video game. Well, that's not necessary. Fuck triple A. <laughs> but if it's indie games, I feel bad. What if it's what if it's Scott Cawthon? Maybe. Maybe. That's a maybe. I mean, a maybe. I just wouldn't pirate. I I just wouldn't tor- like. I just wouldn't pirate that because I'm not interested. <laughs> I just don't give a shit. Nothing else about the man uh, relevant. I don't know anything about him, and I don't want to know anything about him. He's transphobic. Oh, okay. Wow. Good. Great for him. Anyway, back to never thinking about him again, so he brought in insignificance. Oh. That's a uh, that's an interesting threat. Yes. But deserve and it. There's, for and there's nothing he can do about it. There's there. nothing nothing skull Scotty boy can do uh, now. But come on, he, he created purple guy from Five Nights at Freddy's. The bye. It's I have done my best more to, to note. I've done my best to more to that series as Scott little did. about Five Nights as possible. But but he's the man behind the slaughter, like the church tombs, living tombstone song. None of I'd rather continue hanging out me. with my cool friend Toby Fox. Toby, Toby Fox cool. is pretty great. I'd rather hang out with him every day of the week i am real life like friends with toby fox that is, i am not joking please take me as seriously as possible yes yes same same your best friend toby is foxius i was paranoid about my name? fucking waveform my waveform your my waveform wave it's fine what's now wrong? what's wrong with your waveform it's fine now i just turned the decibels down a what, little bit what's wrong with your waveform when i got <sighs> <laughs> gotcha. Ugh, he well, said the fucking word wrong. Get his ass. <laughs> I'll get you. It's so easy. Sounds sounds fucking like it. Anyway, uh, 
uh, what I was talking. Oh, other fun facts about my youth and porn. <laughs> I almost said torrenting instead of torrenting. Porn. But uh, <laughs> no, but torrenting video games when I was poor is where the portmanteau accidentally came up. But uh, I remember torrenting Undertale when it was new. Hey, me too. And I was like, oh, I feel awful. Oh no, this game <laughs> has a genuine heart behind it. Oh, fuck. And then I, oh, fuck, this isn't AAA schlock. The last game that I, like, have, like, really actually pirated, aside from pirating Sims again, because I do that every time they release an expansion. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, it's it's okay, <laughs> it's legal to pirate The Sims. Well, yeah, I see no reason EA. to give EA any sort of financial uh, recompense. I pirated uh, probably Stellaris, which was probably the last game that I pirated. Uh, mm. I have since bought the game and every single piece of DLC for it. Oh. The Paradox. What was the last game I the pirated? The Paradox situation. I don't pirate games very often. Um, unless you count I... like ROMs for games on consoles that aren't supported anymore, uh, which I don't. No, because most... Most game companies the SNES don't, series uh, is 100% don't... you using your SNES yes. a capture card. Yes. But yeah. the uh... Why there's a computer mouse on my stream. Yes. Of course. <laughs> but that's why uh, the thing about uh, retro console pirating stuff is, is like they seem to not care about archiving. It hurts at all. nobody. They, se- they seem to only care about milking the same, I don't know, 30 odd video games. And then by the time they release the final one in a drip feed sort of like vile tactic, the new console's out and then they start the process over instead of like transferring over. They're like, no, we're going to start you back on the same. You're going to get linked to the past again first. Don't worry. I think and then maybe if you're lucky, we'll, of time again. and then maybe if like m- the mother series anniversary rolls around, we'll give you Earthbound again. So I think I think part of it is the video game companies are like, they, the emulation is like a dirty word. So they yes. like create their own emulators that aren't called emulators in house no, every time. No, God, yeah, they call them like virtual consoles or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just an emulator. That's what they call it. That's what Nintendo calls it. They build it from scratch, which is why you get stuff like uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars with, like, all of the glitches of, like, early GameCube emulation. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know, it's easy to not do that. It's easy to not screw that up because there's years of documentation that just aren't being, you know, utilized in any way. I just think that AAA video games should, like, have a serious error, and then everything collapses. No, that'd be fun. You know, like, you a, just re- need to a real crash think, and start over. I think, <laughs> yes, I think AAA video game gaming industry needs, like, an actual, like, apocryphal event that makes, that takes them back to, like, ground zero. Really? And they're, like, ah, and they're like, ah, shit, <laughs> now we gotta I think that we're on the way it. to something like that. With uh, yeah, Activision's actually not releasing a Call of Duty game this year. <laughs> Is it because sales for Warzone like were so bad, years. or because they want to turn Warzone into a bigger thing? I guess. I guess it's because of they're realizing that no one wants to buy the same Call of Duty game every year. So they're. I guess they're taking the time to do something else. That's that's actually like a good thing, isn't it? In theory, yeah, because because that means that EA is learning. <laughs> 
or Activision is learning. Sorry, no, EA still not learning. They're they're not learning. They're just getting by with the mistakes that they've been making. They're not learning quick enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. They are learning, just not fast enough for anyone. And also learning the wrong lessons. Yes. Also that. Regularly learning the wrong lessons. Did you guys like, see that? Did, did you guys see that fucking post that was like, it was like propaganda from Blizzard to talk about like beware what like unions prey upon, and then it just listed like insultingly charist- characteristics of people that would be in a union, like. God, I wish That's I could pull really it up. Funny. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things ever because they're just like greedy slobs and shit. Let me, go, <laughs> let me go ahead and see if I can't find like an article that talks about it. So That's yes, like, insane. Link it. Because yeah, it's like you don't want to join a union. Like, look at what the union preys upon, and it's like people that don't want to work and shit like that. <laughs> it's written so are you venomously. S- are you from the 1930s? It felt, yes, It that's what li- people literally comment is, like, this feels like union-busting propaganda from, like, when unions were new. <laughs> yeah. And yet it still happens with, like, Walmart. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Evidently now Blizzard. And, well, any company that has uh, the threat of, you know, mass employee unionization is going to worry about that. It's truly an insane world. We live in. Yes. Truly. <sighs> so what did you guys do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? <laughs> um, this weekend yeah. I went to work, uh, and I rode the oh. bus most of those days. Hmm. You know, because uh, that's what I do. I don't okay. remember what I did this weekend. I played Path of Exile. That's what I did this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would lead to a great spot in your memory. <laughs> I got into Civilization Six. I hate you. I still want to buy it. What? What? <laughs> what did I do? Uh, <laughs> you have Civilization Six before I got it. I, yeah, I still want to play Civ Six. I've had it forever, but recently the copy. DLCs or the exp- the exp- no, I already bought it twice because I wanted to play it with Julia, our friend. Didn't and I about- had to get it he, on. Did you think about me? Well, for, for one. Civilization 6, the base game, was, like, $6 on the Xbox store. And then, like, the DLC wasn't... The DLC, all of the expansions and stuff was, like, an additional $15. So it was, like, great. And then, like, recently, like, the expansions went sale on PC, and I bought those because I already had the fucking game from another Steam sale. So I have it now on Steam and Xbox. Is it any good? Yes, with the expan- much like Civ Five and almost every civilization, once they figured out how to do expansions, uh, the game isn't good. And then, like a year and a half later, when the two expansions come out, it is good. <laughs> mm. uh, they Fire Axis Fire Axis slash Two K. I'm probably gonna put a big highlight marker on the Two K part. Them publishers yeah. be fucking greedy, but um, there's just like six planes flying over, huh? Yeah, well, you I know. can hear that shit through my headphones. I can also hear it. Yeah, if I yeah. can hear it through my headphones, that's a bad sign. Are you coming to land on the street? Evidently. You know, evidently anyway, Civ and all of its TLC is a hundred bucks on Steam. Right yes, yes, the sales are over. <laughs> but the uh, 
But the uh, the game is good, and I want more people to have it and own it with the expansions. Because guess what, Two K did in their all their glorious wisdom is that uh, if you're going to play in a multiplayer lobby, say there's four of you playing in a multiplayer lobby. Um, uh-huh. If three of you own the DLC and one person just has the base game, it goes to the lowest rung of the ladder and everyone plays on the base game. That's <laughs> always been the backwards. case. Because didn't 5 do something back, like do the opposite of that? No, 5 yes. did that. Oh, it did? I yes. thought 5 did the opposite as well. I I've played 5 for years. Say, I'm same. I'm just insane. If you didn't own the DLC, didn't you didn't get to play. If you you, you got You couldn't play... With people who had the DLC, unless they turned it off, that's Weird. insane. That's always been. Yeah. That seems that seems like like that a really bad idea because every other multiplayer game with multiplayer features that have DLC content, they do it the other way because that's just what makes sense. No, two um, K baby. But the thing is, is, is the expansions introduce like new mechanics. The game can't function with the expansions gone if you like with one person not having those expansions right but uh those mechanics don't exist at all on the base game like for instance if you're talking about civ 5 like religion and tourism didn't exist before brave new world and the other one gods and kings gods and kings right and then but like on this on the flip side with that um stellaris again going back to that for a second uh if you if someone owns all the dlc and so and another person owns none of it, you go into a, mul- a multiplayer lobby with them, uh, the person who doesn't have all DC will have it for that game, but if they save a local copy, they won't be able to launch it until they buy the DLC. It just won't let them launch the game because they don't have that content. Says, you're talking about a game studio that seems to actually give a shit about player experience. Paradox yeah, and, that, and that's The grand strategy yeah, granddaddies. Yeah. Paradox yeah. cares, and 2K does not. Yeah, Paradox cares. I'll never to. be able to understand their games, but they care. One day I'll learn Europa Universalis, I say, as I load up Civ Six smiling. Yeah, uh, I'll never play Hearts of Iron, because it's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it's fun for someone. But yeah, I want more people to play Civ Six with... Because I think that... I want to play in like a lobby where it's like four of us together as a team trying to beat like deity like, level shit like four ais or like 18 ais mm. all at once <laughs> yeah yeah it's like all like us as a team versus like they're all individually on their own and they're all in like deity difficulty and we just have to survive i uh, i mean but yeah, yeah yeah there's a the game, because you go back about whether the game is good or not. I played the game when it when it was on sale. I bought it was on sale, and it just had the base game out. Like the new stuff hadn't come out, and I was like, "There's not a lot of civilizations, and this sucks." And I played it for like the tutorial was real bad at explaining the new concept, like districts and stuff. And I was like, "This is just this is rank." And I turned it off, and I installed five and played five to scratch my itch. And then now that I have these expansions, like they're for the longest time, Civ like diplomacy was dog shit, especially in five, and then at the start of six, where like no matter what you did in a war, you would come out the loser yep. because of like 
warmongering and stuff, you yeah, would never... But the AI would never suffer these penalties. Correct. And so their new system is they have, like, a value system of grievances where, like, you can mitigate the damage war has on your social standing in the diplomacy aspects. Where, like, okay. say, like, if you're in a golden age or, like, if you ask them to stop spreading their religion and they don't, you can start a holy war and basically receive no penalty. Yeah, you know, that, a that, like, you like a most first. war. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, it is a... It is. It made it much more interesting, and it made the like. It made like a domination victories normal. They added something called dipl- diplomatic victory, yeah. where like basically you just earn like diplomatic points, and it's really, really, really boring. <laughs> and everyone likes you. The end. You are perfect. It's fucking. It's like boring. it's like the Civ Five culture system. <laughs> I like yes, the culture it system. is. I didn't like it. Because the culture system means that if you push culture, you'll just get a shit ton of culture, and, you know, everyone will be like, whoa, look at this, dude! And then you'll have, like, an art piece that gives you, like, a million gold a second. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's um, that mechanic. uh, Also in one of the, like, I think it was the Frontier Pass or whatever, that adds just a bunch of civilizations and stuff, it adds some additional game modes you can randomize the tech tree, That's which funny. is insane. In what um, way? You could, that you, sounds ridiculous. Like, like, literally every single tech... Like, the tree is the same shape, but the, they're just shuffled. So you could so start you could just, with, like, your first tech being nuclear arms. Yes, and it's also random per... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, you can't cheat, so you can't cheat. I actually, with, like, I like that else. idea. Yeah, and like uh that same with the with civics. That's the other thing with Civ Six is um culture there's a whole new culture and like politics system with like a a secondary tech tree that's based on culture. So you have a reason to go into that besides the victory. As opposed to um, the kind of half baked one in Civ Five. Yes. And so like it's like a it's a text tree and like as you go along you get to pick different cards that you unlock that you slot into your government and depending on the government you pick you get different category slots mm-hmm. so like say if you pick like um mili- like like fascism is just one of them and it's just like you have like three military card slots and like no mercantile or like no governor slots or something mm-hmm. like that there's like and there's like as you progress the card they get more and more cards and it becomes it's a good system. The tutorial is bad at explaining most things in that game that are new and I hated it. Mm-hmm. I had to go watch some guy which I enjoyed watching his videos uh explain how the game works and I was like, "Oh, okay. So all the changes were actually good. They just did a horrible job of like introducing it to someone who played like 600 hours of Civ 5." Which is most people playing Civ Six. Yes. <laughs> Nobody picks so up it's... Civ Six as their first Civ game. No. Unless somebody no, convinced but... them to. But yeah, that game is is very good, and I would like more people to play it with. I got back into Sea of Thieves. Oh, well. I want to play Sea of Thieves, Alex. We should play some because I'm in the season. I've been doing the season pass shit. Yeah. And. I get a couple more levels in that bad boy, and I get I can, I can get a whole damn ship cosmetic oh, right, upgrade yeah, that I looks fucking a... good. Sea Thieves is on Game Pass. 
It, it is. is. And I'm paying for Game Pass. You are. Yeah. I am paying for Game Pass. Good luck with that computer. It's, it's... I mean, it probably Sad. will run. That's that's See encouraging. Thieves? That shit optimi- That shit ain't optimized at all. That shit runs like dog shit. <laughs> Is it's it's at least the Steam version. I assume it's the same executable. It has to be, but it's, yeah, uh, it's probably the same on Game Pass. But yeah, that game. It like once I got it onto a solid state, and I close everything but like Discord and the game, and like oh, I give shit, it like literally my entire computer's. Thieves. Pro- oh no! Well, I better get to it. You bet. Yeah, they're adding a new system for story stuff where it's like seasonal content that they slowly drip feed like currently there's like a week left of the current mission they're like the okay. old story missions where like you do like a void like a voyage basically and you do a little story beat but instead of having like going from island to island and just go clicking on a book it's like a seasonal thing that's affecting the world so, like, some islands are, like, shrouded in mysterious spooky fart clouds, and you gotta go talk to some ghosts. And then, like, after you solve it, it's like, tune in in five weeks when we release the next part. The next chapter. Part two. Yeah. I do like games going more into the uh, free season pass type thing, because Deep Rock also did that, and it's good. Deep Rock is so fucking good. <laughs> I need, to play, I need I re- to play more Deep Rock. I, re- I recently got into Deep Rock with Julia, and we just keep saying Rock and Stone. We can't stop saying it. It's the dwarves. It's the dwarf madness. Yeah. It... it uh... Another good, a lot of good video games. Also published by Coffee Stain, as the uh, Satisfactory developers, and also the Goat Sim developers. They're all over the place, oh, aren't shit. they? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize that it was the same dev team. Yeah, they they've gone places. Coffee Stain's got their uh, their fingers in a bunch of different pies. Yeah, they've turned. They've like they're developing things and actively publishing at the same time. Yeah. Oh, uh, what else is what? What else? Oh, I streamed. I streamed a couple yeah, of times because I, I started playing Chibi Robo. Epic. We're just streamers. That's so. Yes, we're streamers now. We're ninja. We ninja are was actually ninja a congl- Tyler <laughs> conglomerate. Blevins. Yeah, it's actually a conglomerate hive mind. Oh, Blevins is just like a meat puppet. Really? Hmm, I yeah. had no idea. Oh, you haven't had a chance to, like, Evangelion, like, hive mind, like, host the inside of Blevins yet? You know, you I You haven't had your turn? I can't. You gotta get a ticket or something. I can't say that I have. It's a wild ride. I Yeah, I also can't say I have any idea what you're talking about. But you're not a streamer. Oh, well, you're not a no. streamer. You don't, you don't have access to the hive mind. I don't, not yet. One day I'll get to one day I'll get to do Germa, and that'll be crazy. That'll be a crazy day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. why he's so... one day you just become Germa? Is that why he's like that? Yeah. Yes. Mm. It all explains it. It explains all of it. Okay. Long as, as long as it's explained. As long as it's explained. Tyler. Another. Another. Uh, another. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, like jump in game developers 
is the Crypt of the Necrodancer devs. What do they do? Oh, what are they doing? They're making a game called Industries of Titan. Oh. Okay. And it's a modular city builder, like... It's a city builder that's like a sci-fi. You're on the you're on Titan, the you know the moon, the moon, um, and it's a like cyberpunk sci-fi like city builder. But the neat thing about it is you can go like say you put down a production building, you go inside of the building and you make like a factorio logistics network of what it's producing, and depending on how efficiently you make it is how efficient the building is. Okay. I- so you can get really modular with your buildings in that game. Like, your key things like... Oh, evidently this is a, early access. This is, this, yeah, this is a building that produces, like, circuit boards. And, like, so you, like, go inside and you're like, well, here's the input on copper on a conveyor belt. And here's an input on, like, like plastic on a conveyor belt. And you have to just fit them together to produce as much as you want and then have it go in the output. And you're like, okay, this building is now, like, great. It's producing a bunch of shit. It has workers in it. So besides being like a city skylines city builder, it's also that. And then you also have to like defend yourself from like pirate, like it's space like battleship combat. <laughs> yeah, you can like make modular ships and stuff too. It gets it's very interesting. I I am I'm excited to see where that game goes. Also, the soundtracks by Danny Baranowski, which I'm glad they picked him up in, with Crypto the Necrodancer because he's a great composer. He's good. Too good. That's oh. oh, that's frightening. How how is someone too good? Well, I because you have I to said listen so. to Danny Baranowski's music and find out. Is it really that hard to understand? Is it? I haven't Actually, played Crypt of the Necro Dancer, so music. It's good. a good. It's so, it's so the music is so good. What if music? Oh. Well, I would assume I would listen to it. You you would? Mm-hmm. Assume. If what if music? Me, probably listen. Okay. <laughs> probably. There's a good chance. Are you sure, Alex? Because, you know, music isn't for everyone. I will listen to every single song in existence. Like some sort of... Yeah, alphabetically. I will review every song in existence. You promise? You want to do that for the mm-hmm. channel? It'll t- it'll take a while, but yeah. I'm going to record all of it, and then I'll upload it all at once. Okay. Well. So that way we'll have it nice and consistent. So you just... Get, I'll, I'm working on it. I'm plugging away, just so you know. It'll be <laughs> here one day. Eventually. Once I get to that last Z, it's over. Hmm. Oh, something else I picked up on sale. Sunless Skies from the Sunless Sea developers. Oh, yes. I'm really excited to play that game because the first game fucking enthralled me. Right. Oh, I know it's no, hard to lose it's a control of yourself like that. It, it's, a, it's a good thing. That game is like reading a really good fucking book. You were enthralled. You got taken over. Yeah. Yes. Lost control of your body. I was compelled to play I was compelled to play more. But like Sunless Sea is good because it mixes that 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 like horror like Eldritch horror like nightmare situation. And then like every once in a while you go to an island and it's like this island is full of sentient like bees. Like No, sentient like rats and like 
what what is the what are those little tiny gerbil creatures? There's a lot of them. There's but they got they're like got like pygmy in the name. Guinea pig? Oh. Yeah. It's a guinea pig. <clears throat> yeah. How did you get pygmy out of guinea pig? I don't know. Cuz I think the I think I think they're called pigmotes in the game. They're not called oh. guinea pigs. Okay. Uh, but the but just, like like the sentient rats are called like Radis faber, I believe, or faber, f a b e r. But the uh, but they're two like two warring factions, and like one of them is like a Roman like like military state, and the other one's like medieval like lancers, and they're just like choose who will claim this island, and you're just some sailor from like underground London. And you're like, huh? You can just talk, dude. <laughs> you can talk, and then like you just keep coming back, and they're like, "Sir, sire, should we commit genocide against the rats?" And you're like, "What? I was gone for like ten minutes." No. And then you go to the other. Then you go to yeah. You say no. You go to the other side of the sea, and you're like, "Okay, what's over here?" And they're like, "Oh, sentient monkeys. They're building like flying machines that are trying to destroy London." With war, <laughs> and you can you, know. you can like roll you can roll up your sleeves and be like, okay, I'll betray it, I'll betray my home country. Fuck it, that's monkey time. And then, or you can be like, oh, I gotta go let's tell mom monkey about time. Let's monkey time. Or you can be like, oh hell no, I'm gonna tell mama about you, and you just sail right back to London and be a tattletale. What would you pick? That game is good. Uh, I picked the fucking monkeys. (laughs) We're back. Uh, Are you okay? No. Oh, well, I'm glad I asked. (laughs) Thanks. You, uh, glad that you got to see a private side of me that I don't usually show. (laughs) Yep. All okay, right. so anyway, joke's done. Um, ha, um yeah. <laughs> Over. <laughs> anyway, back to the Sun Lucie developers. They're making a fucking dating sim in their universe. Why? You can date, what? like, because it's great. It is? It's, it's, yes. The, the thing about Fallen London, which is the universe that they've crafted, is that originally Wait. it wasn't... Hmm? Fallen yes. London, as in that fucking podcast that was constantly getting like a, or or website that was constantly getting uh, boosted by the fucking the Magnus archives. They were boosting it. That rules, but yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, Fallen London was a, is is it still is it is an online, browser based choose your own adventure game. It's just yeah. like a like a like a. But also, it's an MMO where you can interact with other people, and there are stats and stuff. Okay. And the the thing is, you have to pay like it's free to play, but you pay like a subscription fee, and like you have uh... actions. It's on a timer. You have like twenty actions, uh... and like every I don't know how long, like thirty minutes, you or twenty minutes, you get another action. So you like play it once a day, more. and then log off. But you get like double that if you give them like five dollars a month or something to, to keep to keep them going. Anyway, they took that universe after crafting that world, and they made Sunless Sea. It's the same universe, and then I don't know if Sunless Skies is the same or if it's brand new. 
I need to play it. And then this new game, I think it's just called like Mask of the Rose or something like that. It's a visual novel set in that world of just like gothic horror Victorian London that's underground because like the the surface has been taken over by giant bats. And so they decided the easiest solution to solve this problem was to just submerge under the earth. Mhm. But yeah, those games As are incredible pieces of writing and I heavily steal a lot of ideas from them. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I I wholeheartedly take inspiration from them for my Dungeons and Dragons pirate campaign. A lot of their ideas are very unique and cool. And also well written. Well, there you go. There's an island that um has bees and they make honey. Bees? Uh yes, it has bees in it and the bees are magic and they uh if you like the bees basically can make honey out of memories. Okay. So and dreams, so and then the money. The, they then like the pirates of the underground sea turn that honey into mead and then sell it and call it like prisoners' delight. Okay. And then there's okay. an even more fucked up version called Red Honey, which fucking takes so many of your memories that it fucking kills you. And then you basically just have, like, death honey that you can eat, and it's like a, like a narcotic level high, but it's like experiencing someone's memories, basically. It's fucked. That is fucked. Yeah. A- you, you know what? Hmm. I just realized... That video games are real. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, they are. I needed something to segue out of this topic because I don't care about this video game as much as Alex is selling it. <laughs> okay. Video games. Oh, I know what I was gonna segue into. Feliz Suavez. Oh, it is Feliz Suavez. Feliz Suavez. It's Feliz Suavez. It's Feliz Suavez. Happy Thursday. It's important. It's important. Happy Thursday. Like it's it is cool. in fact Thursday. Not not to knock what you're talking about, Alex. It's cool. It sounds super cool, but I have never played it, nor do I have any immediate interest to play it. So it's like it's like a guy explaining the D and D session they were playing into you. Yes, I understand this. Everyone should play this video game, though. The end. Mm, okay. Feliz Huevos. <laughs> Feliz Huevos. What is with Feliz Huevos picking up as like a meme out of nowhere? I don't know, but I I don't know it. what you're talking about. I've never heard of this before. Do you use Tumblr? No. There you go. That explains everything. That's your problem. I use Tumblr because I'm a Tumblr girl. And, you know, Tumblr girls, you know what reputation they have. Yes. Go on. Yeah. Explain to us in graphic detail. They have big dicks. Okay, one. Next. They are trans. All right, next. That's they two. Love Give me you. three more. They love women. <laughs> okay, that's three. Two more. Uh, they are chronically online. Yes, next. And are full of mental illness. Nice, you got them all. 
We can't do that, Square Enix. We'll have our ass. Well, we we can do it. We just have to have less than six seconds. Yeah, that's true. You've gone over six seconds. We're doomed. <laughs> well, it is it is thirty three percent different, so I think we're okay. Okay. Are you guys? That's. Are you guys familiar with Tumblr culture? Yes. Yes. I don't know if the culture's changed, but I'm familiar with what it was like a year and a half ago. Well, today's culture is Felice Favis, so uh, I think you're busted. Oh. Um. So, I, do you guys remember Sonic for Real Justice? Of fucking course I do. Do you remember... No, I don't. Do you, well, I'm not going to talk with you about it, but I'm going to talk with Alex. About it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Alex, do you, uh, well, I guess I have to explain it for the audience who don't know it. Mm-hmm. Sonic for you Real could Justice just gaslight Gatekeep Girl Boss. You know you could do that. You I can could. do that. But I also care about our analytics, and I don't want people clicking off because they talk about. Can Sonic you for Real can Justice. you can you imagine that we like? All right, we're gonna talk about Sonic for Real Justice. If you care, look it up, and then like everyone leaves. This transgression was too much to bear. <laughs> this was our final crime. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know they could stand for me being mean and cutting Alex off, but Sonic for Real Justice, <laughs> oof. Um. <clears throat> so. Long story short, Sonic for Real Justice was a blog that out of nowhere got really popular because there were uh, there was a constant like infight between the different mods of the blog. Uh, notable oh, events notable events include the time where Mod Tails um, closed the ask box and Mod Amy got mad because you know the ask box was closed and one of the rules was that you can't close the ask box and then Tails goes, "I'm sorry." Actually, no, you know what? I'm misremembering this one. This was Silver. This is Silver who it did this. It was Silver. I was Silver gonna, I was closes the ask box. And then Amy's like, what the fuck happened? And then Silver's like, I'm so sorry. It was just so much. I was so nervous. And then Amy goes, you haven't even fucking posted anything. What the fuck? <laughs> and then they kick him out. And everyone's like, justice for mod Silver. It was like a, it was like a popular tag at the time. Um, and then a whole bunch of other that stuff happened. Weird. There was... Uh, the time where Mod Sonic and Mod Knuckles um, had an argument and changed themselves to Super Sonic and uh, Hyper Knuckles, um, and this is a whole as bunch they are of, want to do, as they are want to do, um, the the mod this, the blog's uh, theme changed to uh, Super Sonic uh, during that, and then it changed to Dark Sonic. It's a bunch of nonsense. Anyway, it was all fake. Oh, none of it was real. See, I didn't hear that part of the story, but that, that's that's, the, that's usually the part where everyone tuned out, like right before. That but makes like, sense. they came out and said, "Oh yeah, no, this was like a a joke parody of like how like these kinds of blogs are." It was there a, really uh, are blogs like that. It was a the Harry Potter fan fiction, the the Raven Way. That I one was that. Any. That's real. Oh, I thought that was a I thought that was a fake one. I thought the author came out and was like, "No, I did this as a joke." No, there's been several people who have claimed to be the author, which is why it doesn't oh. really it, there's really no way to know. Like there's been like five different people who've claimed to be the author. The most notable one was somebody who was claiming to be the author to for like 
book clout. Oh, okay. So they like went and uh, said, "Oh, I'm I'm actually the person who wrote this. I'm a native Native American something or other. Here's my book. Buy it." And then it turned out they were a white woman who was not what they were claiming to be. <laughs> okay. Very complicated right. scenario with that one. Uh, if anyone cares to learn the history of that fucking that fan fiction, um, Sarah Zed has a great uh, like three hour long video about it. Uh, specifically, when the resurgence came, when um, the white woman claimed to be native, blah blah blah. That was happening when she published it. Um. So yeah. So Sonic for Real Justice. Um. I think it's so funny that they, that it wasn't real. Because I think we made a joke in one of our first episodes of the podcast that we wanted to be like them. Yes. I think that it was sounds like episode like us. two or one or something. That sounds like something we would say out loud. You think it'd be funny to be like, yeah. to have like a Sonic for real justice moment? <laughs> yeah. Drama yeah. for the sake of drama. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt and Ryan from Super Mega getting into a fake fight on Twitter. (laughs) 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 Then it hits the fucking Twitter algorithm and everyone thinks it's real. I think it's so fucking funny. Like, I don't understand. It's it's weird how many, like, obviously fake things take off on Twitter as possibly real. Because Uh, the most recent being JonTron dying. (laughs) Ah oh, man, I fucking wish that was real. <laughs> it would make the episode where we have like John Tron saying the N word playing during one of our uh, drunk Minecraft sessions. It'd make oh, that yeah. episode that a lot playing? funnier. Uh, yeah, I was listening to it. I was like listening to a compilation of John Tron and Aaron saying the N word on Game Grumps. Okay, <laughs> you guys gotta watch Drunk Minecraft. <laughs> Yeah, watch Shrunk Minecraft. Um, unfortunately, you know, I don't have the video like playing like audibly because it would be bad. But it would, yeah, it would no, I screw up the algorithm. I it would, it would screw up the the audio. I don't care about the algorithm. I care about audio mixing. Also that. Um, but like, like that thumbnail on that on that episode is is us right hiding behind Aaron and Jontron. Um, because the, I think the episode is like the Game Grump said a bad word or something. <laughs> That's such a funny title. Yeah, it was like it's, I, it's I, very clickbait. It's like it was an eleven-minute video. There was one clip of Aaron, and like the rest of it was Jontron. That he said the N word a lot on that show. What's your guys's current favorite video essay on YouTube? Mm, the Homestuck one by Sarah Zed. Hmm. Um, I was thinking about it since you since you were talking about that video and you said it was three hours. I was thinking about long ass videos I like, and like I think one is, mine is probably like anything from down the rabbit hole. That's a good one. Like Frederick, like Frederick Newtson's entire entire shtick. Mm-hmm. The only video essays I've listened to it in, in like any amount of recent memory is uh, the extra punctuation ones. Those are good. Those are very short. They are mm. really good. Yeah, Yahtzee Kroshaw does like like twelve minute videos where he talks about stuff in the game industry that he like alludes to in zero punctuation, but doesn't get to like actually talk about in length. And it's also mm-hmm. more like actual things because with the extra punctuation, he's talking more about like a game specifically, whereas like extra punctuation, he can talk more about like the industry as a whole. Yeah. Um. 
Also, which um, is a nightmare. <laughs> side, side pick. Like it's just as good as the Homestuck video by Sarah Zed, where she like has mm-hmm. like a legal dispute in the second really in the second video like follow up. Um, mm-hmm. the I'm counting these all as one video is the iCarly video by oh, Quentin reviews. Yeah. Quentin review stuff. Those yeah. are incredible. He's coming out with one that's like over six hours soon. Jesus. Yeah, it's an it. He. This man puts himself through it. Sounds like it. Um, and I think it's so funny because he has yet to bring up Dan Schneider as like a person. Oh, he's just talking for about the best. He's just objectively talking about the content of the television show. And huh? he alludes to Dan Schneider. Oh, he, like okay. he'll like he'll he'll be like you know there's something. He he'll like there'll be like an episode where there's like a, a foot thing right, and he will very very coyly like talk around Dan Schneider around. Hmm. Yeah. He's like, he, for the he, best that he, he talks about talk it like about he Dan like Schneider. there's something he's forgetting. <laughs> hmm. I could, could swear it's on the tip of my tongue. What could it be? Surely not missing anything here. Do any of you what know you guys about Dan meal? Schneider? Yes, I'm very well. I know he's a freak. Dan. He's a foot fetishist and a pedophile. That, know, uh, Alex, your question. Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to move away from talking about Daniel. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> meal that you ate this last week? Mm, broccoli and cheese soup. Oh, the soup. Homemade. That's pretty you, good, yeah. Do you ever have homemade soup? Every once in a while. Every, Every once, in a while. once in a while. We had clam chowder from my Grammy Ma's. Your Grammy Ma's? Do you like a yeah. good clam chowder? You have multiple I Grammy Ma's? I have two. Count them. Wow. That's a lot of Grammy Ma's. Yeah, one for each yeah. side. <laughs> one for each hand. <laughs> you can hold oh, yeah. them like salt shakers. Yeah. I'm a sucker <laughs> for I'm a suck for sucker for clam chowder or dip. I'll eat that really? shit. Clam chowder, except, good. except yeah. store-bought clam dip. They're all ugh, yuck, yuck. You know they don't put any god goddamn clams in it. I yeah. I don't like clam. They don't. Oh, you sorry fool! <laughs> I don't like bivalves. You, I'm, like you're snot. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn you into a bivalve. You don't eat this <laughs> fucking dip. Because I'm not a huge fan of oysters. Mm. Huge fan of oysters, huh? Not a huge fan of oysters. You know what I like? Mm? Lobster bisque. Oh, lobster. Oh, yeah. A good lobster bisque is just soup. Tastes like lobster. Yummy. You ever think about turning into some sort of aquatic creature like an anamorph? You know? Well, I have now. I don't. I think okay. about turning you, into a slime. I'm bro. going. Oh, okay. You think about okay. That's yours. That's your yeah. animorph transformation. Okay. Yeah, I turn, I turn into. I turn into someone's wet dream. Okay, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I've just thought yeah, about well, being an isopod. Uh, Any specific isopod? Slime curl, Alex. How about an isopod, though? <laughs> you know, I don't think about turning into the most sexual motherfucker in the ocean. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I figured out what song it plays in that specifically. I knew what it was. I knew mm-hmm. like it was. I knew who it was because it's Tatsuro Yamashita, who is a mm-hmm. um, notable city pop artist of the ni- of the nineteen eighties in Japan. Um, Tatsuro Yamashita's song "Shine" is what plays in the most sexual motherfucker in the ocean video. Hell yeah! You ever Everyone want that needs song? That source. Uh, if if you want another obscure pick for audio sources. Um, there's that one Tumblr post where it's, like, the picture of, like, a, like, a girl Wojak in a shower looking sad, and then there's, like, a thought bubble of, like, a fish with headphones wiggling back and forth, and it's got, like, this funky retro song playing. I found it's Uh from some sort of 60s vintage Italian comedy source, and I found the song, and it rules. (laughs) I, I literally have to go look at it now, because now I have to source it. You gotta, you gotta put it in the description I, now. Because I feel like it's on the same level of Spanish Flea, where it's just kind of like that song that like gets stuck in your head, but you're like, I have no idea what it is. Um, this okay? It's the YouTube video is a topic YouTube channel from Armando Tro. I'm gonna fuck up this last name. T R O V A I O L I. Trovali? Anyway, uh, the song is Magnifico Cornuto, in parentheses M11. I see. But that shit fucking rules. I love that song. That Tumblr post exists strictly to post that audio, and it's correct in doing so. That's some good just blank head elevator music. Hey. Lily, mm-hmm. hit us with a topic. Okay, um, do you guys know that city pop is a genre of music from the 1980s produced by Japanese pop artists? Yes. Did you know not, that, I'm, I'm that, genre that genre is a, a massive um, resurgence on like internet spaces? Out of nowhere. Yeah, yes. Um, did you know that the Feliz Suevas video that's super popular on Tumblr is uh, has a city pop song? Yes. Apparently, the Feliz Suevas meme did not start with that. Oh. It didn't start there? No, it, it was like a Bruno Mars song. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, um, the, the current Feliz Suevas meme is um a song by um macros 82 to 99 um i I believe it's a 82.99 fm is the title of the song oh wow and so it's like super fucking good it has like a bunch of remixes of that kind of style music it do be slapping yeah Uh, 82.99 fm is like one of my favorite songs because it's like a big um it's a big mashup of like those kinds of songs with some english songs in there nice overall i just kind of like the um the 1980s pop movements of the time because like they're so fucking bizarre yeah that do that should do be pretty good yeah um 
And I've been listening to a lot of it um, because it helped, it makes me happy, and also because I'm working on a 1990s themed D and D campaign setting. Ooh, Real nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of uh, art, um, which you can see at my uh, on my art Twitter, Lilith Moth. Um, I've been doing a lot of art um, for concept art, uh, drawing fantasy races as um, at, at like in fashionable clothes from the 90s. Um, I've drawn an elf, an orc, and a tabaxi. They do be they do be looking good. Yes, um, but my plan for this this campaign uh, that I'm working on is when I announce it to our group, I'm going to um, put together like a whole big video announcing it. Um, and like giving you the base premise and like what's going on, like factions and stuff, and it's gonna be like a, like a video game trailer in terms of like its pacing. Nice. That sounds really good. It is. I look forward to it. It is something that I'm going to be working on, uh, on and off as a personal hobby, um, because uh, a '90s D and D campaign is very funny. Um, at one point, Kaylee gave me a character idea. Too, oh yeah. <laughs> two different ones but um her first idea was a uh, a conjuration wizard whose spell book is a game boy and all of the different spells and summons are different cartridges characters and abilities they pull out of the game boy that's fucking sick okay. yes um the other one they came up with was a half work gunslinger ex-military mom in her 40s that is a huge gun nut and comic book nerd by day she runs a mom and pop thrift store with her girlfriend but by night she becomes a vigilante who fights injustice and on the street while her girlfriend gives her alerts for crimes to intercept on a stolen police radio hell yes the idea of fucking sick i think i think the reason why i'm so fascinated by like the 90s as a specific setting is because Mm -hmm. analog technology was just starting to get phased out but it was not like Mm. gone in fact it still had aliens it still had a huge prominence Whereas digital machines were, uh, in a lot of cases, unreliable for the work the analog still did. Yes. And also, like, the 90s had good music. They Um, did do that as well. It did do that. My favorite favorite playlist on YouTube right now is called uh, The Buzz Bin, which is a bunch of 90s alt-rock. Some of it's fucking weird. (laughs) For, uh... For Deep Rock Galactic, I got tired of listening to the same music over and over, yeah. so I just looked up on Spotify Deep Rock Galactic and found the first fan like playlist, yeah. like the first okay. user made one, and I was like, oh hell yeah, it's just like two hundred synthwave tracks. Yes, <laughs> that sounds perfect. For so whatever I just, reason, anytime I play Deep Rock, it doesn't play music very often for me. So a lot yeah, of times it's just me running around in gunner boots, stomping yeah, around. Yeah, rocking, rocking stone. You know how it goes with those rock, doors. You know how it goes. Rock and roll, baby. Guns blazing. Lily, did you play Left 4 Dead? Yes. Did you like Left 4 Dead? Yes. You should at some point acquire the video game Deep Rock Galactic. It's pretty left for deady. In fact, when I bought it when it like was still in early access, uh I my first words were, "Oh, this is just left for dead." <laughs> it's got They're a very that. good core gameplay loop. Yeah. It's a it's a what's the word? Like it's so funny how Back for Blood came out and then like it just kind of like <laughs> 
it disappeared off the radar <laughs> yeah, immediately. It just it fucking good, faded. It? it it was just like kind of mediocre shooter stuff, and then yeah. it had this weird like tar like escape from Tarkov like return to base upgrade mode in between matches. Yeah. And it was, and like you would get like modifier perks for like doing special things. It's like it was a lot of shit for like go shoot zombies. It should have been just go shoot zombies. Yeah, like that's Leopard video Dead. They decided to add a lot of modern AAA game development schlock on top. And it didn't work, <laughs> which seems to be the profounding like formula theory for AAA video game design. Is they're like, well. It has to be open world, and if it's an open world, it needs a checklist of boring shit to pick up, and also, it should have individual little encampments that you need to clear out, and then you can give them to factions, and then also, like, you need to make sure that, like, every village has exactly three and a half side quests. And then the per- and then immediately everyone uninstalls the video game after twelve and a half hours, and they can't, uh, sell the game back to Steam. Okay, because yeah, they just don't want to play it anymore. They've played. They've played to the refund window, and then they're bored. The end. Yay! Isn't that fun? Me- Meanwhile, Team Cherry is developing enough. a real video game. Who? Team Cherry. Team Cherry. People behind Hollow Knight. Oh right, they're, they're still de- doing they're, that. They're developing a real video game. Remember when they were talking about um, Silk Song coming out? They said they were going to give us a release date for Silk Song last year, and we haven't gotten a release date yet. I mean, I don't care if it takes them a long time. I just wish they'd be honest and straightforward and be like, hey, it's being worked on. The the Hollow the uh, Shovel Knight developers are making a new game that's like Link to the Past. Not Link to the Past. Link's Awakening, like Game Boy Color Zelda oh. inspired, and I am oh. interested. Okay. Oh, shit. Evidently, Silk Song set to release this year. And mm. uh, good question. When they feel like it. Okay. You think it's gonna be good? I, I, I yes. think it'll be really good. I think it's going to fucking make me come. Yeah, like it, just going off of the gameplay trailer they released when they announced the game, it's gonna, it's it'll probably play great as long as long as it's anywhere near that gameplay trailer. I guess we'll see. It looked fantastic. <sighs> Speaking of fantastic video games, Elden Ring's out today. Happy Elden Ring Day! I don't care. Yeah, Elden Ring comes out tonight. I care deeply. So I guess tomorrow. <laughs> no. Yeah, I guess tomorrow. But I care deeply. I'm very excited. Yeah. I am also excited for it, but the husband's going to play it first. <laughs> mm, and I'm right. going to do my best to avoid spoilers. You know what? Hmm? 